Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to New ID Foods' very first podcast, Trolley Watch. My name is Amy Sinclair and I am joined by our fabulous food director, Barbara Northwood. Hi, Barb. Hi, Amy. Thanks for coming in. We are here to talk all things food, supermarket and cooking. We're going to be doing taste tests, reviews, bargains, tips, tricks, you name it, we're doing it. And if we're really lucky, Barb, you're going to tell us what your mum used to use her oven for. I will. I will, Amy. Definitely wasn't scones, (laughs) was it, Barb? (laughs) No, it wasn't. I'll save that one for you. Now, first up, we are going to our very first segment today called Best in Aisle. Now, this is a great segment for people who love to shop and often don't know what to buy. So we're at the the freezer section. You're looking at a whole lot of pizzas. Which one tastes good? Which one should you you give a miss to? Which one? We're taking the guesswork out. Barb has done a taste test of four leading or very popular pizzas available. In all the major supermarkets. We, we ate them yesterday. So the first one we tried was from Audi and it's the International Cuisine Family Hawaiian Pizza. Now, this is a pretty big pizza, isn't it, Barb? It and it's was. only $2.99. Amazing value. And for the amount of pineapple and ham and cheese, really, really good value. Kids so, would love it. So talk us through. We cooked it up. Um, I think for a family pizza, amazing. Yep. I would definitely have two or three in the freezer. When you think how much they are to buy and how much you would spend on a base, they're fantastic. Well, by the really, time you buy really. your base, you buy your ham, you buy your pineapple, a bit of pizza sauce and some cheese, you're looking at what, eight to ten bucks? At least, yeah. at least, yeah. And so this is so a for good – For $2.99, yeah. fantastic. And yeah. I've got fussy kids and I reckon they would have liked it. Like it was very, very – It was a great family dinner. Yep, Absolutely. Another one from Aldi's was the Casabarelli mozzarella pizza. That's a super thin stone-baked pizza for three ninety nine, and it had a tomato sauce, pesto cheese, and chopped tomato. Now, I thought that was beautiful. The pesto flavour was just like fresh pesto. That was a real pick for us, wasn't it? Yeah, I reckon it was, it was probably our favourite yeah. one. And if you love thin pizzas, yeah. this was a great thin pizza. It was almost it was very authentic, wasn't it? Very. Around the outside. Only downside, it's a little on the small side. Yes. It's probably only a – or if you're feeling hungry, maybe like – I'd a, probably eat it on my own. Yeah, I was going to say, not to sound like a massive, <laughs> massive pig, but that would be probably for one. Um, or if you're just having like having a salad or something, you could do it for two, but it's yes. definitely not a family pizza, no. is it? But one of those ones, again, you could add to it. Oh, that's true. Because I put some salami on it and some extra cheese. It was beautiful. We also tried the Coles Medium Thin and Crispy Bases. Yep. And they come in a two-pack for $3. Now, this is just – it's just the base and that's where you can go nuts and add whatever topping you want. Um, but for $3 for two, and they, they were very good – they were pretty good size. Yep. They, they were very thin and they were very crispy. Yes. And these are in the bakery aisle, so they're, they're, they're not frozen. Um, they're not in the refrigerator cabinet. But that lovely thin base, again, was it's just delicious with some pizza sauce on it. 
I like to shave the vegetables because they're lovely thin. So Ooh. a mushroom goes a long way. The onion, uh, red capsicum, all shaved over the top with some cheese. Beautiful. I guess with the thinner pizza bases, you need to have less topping and yeah. not more because I think that's the mistake. They they get the droops and they're soggy. They get a bit soggy. Yeah. No one wants a soggy no. pizza, do you? A droopy pizza. And I like to cook them on a perforated pizza tray so that air can get through them. So See, I put them straight on the rack. Yeah, well, sometimes I put so much cheese it dribbles on the oven. Yep. Yeah, and you don't I've like got a oven problems, oven, do you? Do you, Bob? <laughs> That's the way I was brought up, Amy. <laughs> We're going to get to that later. Mark my words. <laughs> the last one we tried was, and this was one that Barb is a bit of a fan of because it's a gluten-free and dairy-free pizza base, which is obviously very important for people who have um, intolerances. This one yep. is the Jace's Kitchen Frozen Bases, $8 for a two-pack from Woolies or selected IGA. Barb, what do you think? I thought they were really good. They're endorsed by Celiac Australia. And they're made with maize, potato, tapioca, rice and soy flours. For me, I think personally, I thought they were a little bit thick. Yeah. But they probably needed to be because of what they're made from. Yeah. Um, once you put the topping on, fantastic. It's not one say, of those ones that you would have to cook a separate pizza if you had a friend coming that's over. That's what I was going to say. You could all eat them. You could so definitely. I thought, I thought that if you've got a, yeah. one kid who has you know issues or you have someone coming over, you could easily all eat this and you wouldn't Absolutely. know. It's a little more yes. doughy than the other bases, yeah. which is a personal preference, mm. but they are certainly still very, very tasty. Yeah, very good. Very good. And great to have in the freezer again. Great to have it in the freezer and a little more expensive, but with that tick of approval yeah. for um, gluten-free and dairy-free. Yeah, very good. Okay, Barb, who gets your Golden Trolley Award for Best in Isle? Give it to me. It has to be Aldi's Casabarelli mozzarella pizza at only three ninety nine. Aldi pizza wins yep. out, Barb. Oh, Indeed. Oh, I love it. It's a big winner. Food, supermarket and cooking. New ID Foods Trolley Watch. I'm very excited about this next segment because it is hard for me to believe, Barb, that you could have ever had a kitchen or cooking disaster. This is the time I tried to make dot, dot, dot when we reveal our disasters in the kitchen. Now, Barb, tell me, how is it possible that you've had a a disaster? Talk me through it. Amy, I've had a lot of disasters (laughs) in my days. That's how you learn to cook, though. I think once you make a mistake, you improve along the way and you never forget these big ones. And this was a big one. You've had some corkers, have you? It was the the mistake that you tell everyone else not to do. You make (laughs) something and you hadn't tested before people got there so that actually – when they arrived and you revealed it to everyone, it was just a disaster. It is a, a mistake, isn't it? You think, oh, I've got people yeah. coming around. Let me go through the cooking books. Yes. And you're asking for trouble. Yeah. You find the fancy food. You think that sounds good. And you follow it exactly like I did to the tea. Everything to that recipe. Covered it, cooked it. It was a potato bake. So you're making a potato bake. And what yeah. sort of potato bake was it? Just a normal? Just a normal, ordinary, yep. everyday with lots of cream and lots of cheese and a little bit of oh, Dijon mustard in it. That does. Oh. Hand oh. peeled all these potatoes, layered them. I thought this is fantastic. The meat was ready. Everything was ready. Just to get that potato bake out of the oven, got it out, took the foil off, looked amazing, walked it in. I just couldn't serve it. I couldn't get the spoon through it. The potatoes were raw. How? They were raw. They were crunchy. I, and in those days, we didn't have a microwave. I couldn't just slap it in the microwave and give it a quick three minutes on high. It was like, okay, everyone, sorry about that. How here's did that the meat happen? and here's the veg. 
I didn't check. I just followed the recipe. One and a half hours, it said. I thought. Wow. What, I mean, did you did you slice potatoes or did you slice concrete? I mean, you'd think it was after like an hour and a half. No, they just sort of turned up. The spoon hardly went into them. Oh, dear, Barb. That's a shocker. <laughs> well, my um, uh, uh, my favourite cooking disaster story is actually courtesy of my dad. <laughs> And this is a cracker and I think it happened a good 20 years ago and we've never let him live it down. Poor dad. It was actually my brother's wedding and my brother had said for his wedding cake all he wants. My mother is a very good cook. My grandmother was a great cook. My my mother is a great cook. And all he wanted was for her to make her famous Italian baked ricotta cheesecake as as his wedding cake. Now, you know what it's like. It's, you know, her first child getting married, her only son getting married, and so my mum wanted to be perfect. She spent so long making this cheesecake and she made it sort of like it was really, really high, very, very impressive looking. She decorated it with some beautiful flowers and it looked amazing. Come time to go to the church... My my mum said, I'm going to carry it up because my mum's like it's a newborn, you know. It's like this is precious cargo, you know. Nothing's going to happen. And my dad said, don't be so silly. Let me carry it up for you. Don't be so silly. We carries it up the stairs. There's about two flights of stairs you had to go up to get to the street level. Goes to the top of the stairs. Someone calls out his name. He turns around. Oh, no. Wooshka. <gasps> All over the pavement and it wasn't just on like the kitchen floor where you could maybe scrape it up. It was slap bang in the gutter. It was not my – I've never quite heard language like that out of my mother's mouth. So we didn't have a wedding cake? No. He didn't have a wedding cake and my father, I think, hid in the car and in the back of the church for the entire wedding. And now to this day, every time oh someone God. carries out something, my mother says, don't give it to your father. <laughs> you drop one wedding cake and they never have it down. And it, fair enough too, Dennis, let's be honest. They're our cooking uh, disasters, aren't they, Barb? Sure are. Plenty more. I've got plenty more. They came <laughs> So up. do I. Let me just start talking about my husband next. That will be... Another 25 minutes of cooking disasters. But if you have one to share with us, head to our Facebook page at New Idea Food on Facebook or newideafood.com.au. New Idea Foods Trolley Watch. Barb, now it is time for the big debate. And this really is a very contentious subject with a lot of people who shop and cook. I know that you and I are on quite different sides of the fence with this one, and it is, can you eat foods past their best before date? Barb, and what do you answer, reckon? Yes, you can, because Ooh. it's about quality and not safety. Mm. So obviously there is a very big difference here. Now, not like once upon a time where everything had a use-by date and if you ate it past that, you killed over and you died. That's what happened, isn't it, Barb? Well, basically, Yes. <laughs> But no, <laughs> I'm being dramatic. But now, of course, we have best before dates as well as used by dates. That's right, yeah. And there's a very big difference, isn't there? So yeah. best before dates are about food that's not necessarily dangerous to eat, but they just lose quality because they can have that date can last for up to two years or so 12 months for a can of soup. Yeah. It's not that finite 10 days, one week or whatever. So you have something in the, in the, in the pantry, you look at it, it's a, it's a can of soup, yeah, oh, exactly. a can of tomatoes. Yeah. You look at it, and it's, it says that it's a year. That the use by date was a year ago. You're saying still up use to it. a point. Well, you can use them. It's just yeah. they, they don't taste as good. 
Right. So if you use dried herbs, they don't have as much flavour. So not really not much point of having old herbs in a recipe. It won't hurt you. They just sort of get a bit musty and, and don't have the same flavour. And as I said, like a coffee sachet, they're fine. Um, I've used things out of date up to a point. What about perishables though? Because no, is... I'm a bit fussy about the perishable, yeah. to be honest. I do look at that and I'm really keen to get everything in the fridge as soon as I can. I have a really big fridge at home and I tend to put everything in it. Right. So you're talking about your pre-prepared salads for those, dairy products, meats, chicken, um, and I'm really conscious of keeping them in that date time frame. And if I don't use them, I freeze it. Now, use by dates are when you have – it's a health risk to it's eat a parcel. That's right, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So that's where you're talking about, chicken? Yes, chicken, meat, uh, pork, any of those, any of the dairies. Some of the cheeses, and I say some of the cheeses because some of the um, the beautiful camemberts and breeds are actually, to me, better – a few days after the use-by date, they get softer and riper and they melt and they're just magic. In fact, when they're on sale, that's what I look for. I go and buy them. Wow. I've got a day to go, great, and I'll keep that in the fridge for a week because they're just magic. You they're see, the best cheeses. I'm a big scaredy cat when it comes to any form of by date. So whether it's best before use-by date, okay. even like the day or two before the use-by date, I get a bit nervous. <laughs> <laughs> Milk. I'm a shocker. I really am. I don't know why, but I have this sort of like fear. My husband, on the other hand, well, he's an alley cat. He will literally eat anything. He doesn't believe in use by dates. Yep. He doesn't believe in, in best before dates. He thinks mm. if you smell it and it's okay, whooshka, down the, down, Jimmy. you know. Jimmy. The other day, Jimmy, went, we went shopping. The man could not have bought more perishables. If he tried, we went to Audi. He bought a whole lot of cheese, salami, ham, milk, Great. ravioli, some fresh tomato sauce. Got in the car, went home. He left it in the boot for no. a good 12 hours. It was only when I went to cook that night that I said, where's the cheese? And he said, oh, let to- oh we, had a, we had a humdinger of an argument over whether it was safe to eat. That gives you an insight into what I'm dealing with here. But I think I'd be the same as you, Amy, if it had been out of the fridge that Yeah, long. that's fair Three. enough. That's a fair but enough. But I'm very, call. very um, – I'm, I'm much more uh, nervous when it comes to, uh, you know, yes. fresh foods. Yes, but Barb, you're a bit of a freezer um, addict, aren't you? I am a total freezer addict. Barb talked me through this yesterday, and I was pretty. Uh, I, was, I was pretty impressed. She's got quite the regimen going on. You know, if Barb gets a slice of bread, people. She will get the slice of bread before she puts it in the freezer. She'll get little slices, pieces of baking paper. Don't you, Barb? Cut, you to, cut size. to size. Cut to size. Cut perfectly between to size between each piece of bread. <laughs> Isn't that impressive? Yeah. It's- Time-consuming, but wow. <laughs> but when you go to get that piece of toast, it just pops out easily. You don't have to get the knife and chip away and you have to get one. That annoys me. And what happens is then you'll say, I'll use that later. Then I end up with 48 loaves in there. That are, this it's is a fair how point, I've, isn't it, Dennis? Yeah. It's a fair point. It's so, it's so much but easier. But, gee, it's a bit of effort. I don't. I don't know if I'd have that in me. Now, but I'm going to throw some curly questions at you when it comes to use by date. Now, there's a there's a big there's a growing trend at the moment 
you can often buy cream heavily reduced. So I'm talking sort of crates of it, of it yes. for like, you know, five, ten cents a piece. And mm. there's a lot of talk on it on the, the closed Facebook groups about um, picking up these major bargains. And what they're doing is they're taking it home, they're churning it up and they're making their own butter and either keeping it in the freezer, fridge, or, fridge or the freezer. Yes. But obviously it's a very economical way to make a lot of butter, but is it safe? So if you're making butter from cream that is on the day of its use-by date and you're then using it for weeks or months afterwards, is that safe? I probably wouldn't use it for that long. But if it was just a week, actually I would because it's still sealed. Yeah. It still hasn't uh, – air hasn't got to it. It's not like it's been opened and moved around. If it's been sitting in that fridge and you take it home to make butter – it would be fine. And why couldn't you freeze that butter? Put it into portions. Oh, I can't use all this butter at once. Listen freeze to freeze it. Freeze butter, go again. <laughs> freeze it, freeze but it, I freeze it. I do freeze butter. That's what I do. I portion oh. it because I, I eat margarine. My husband eats butter. All right, Barb, I've got another one for you. I've bought myself a big piece of pork. I'm talking a big two kilo leg of pork or loin of pork. I've bought it on the day. That the use by date is. I've got it on special. It's eight bucks. I'm loving life. Whack it in the freezer. What happens when I want to go and cook it? Because you take it out, it's going to take a good day or two to defrost safely. Is it going to be off? No, it won't be. Basically, because you've frozen it on that day, when you get it out, put it into the fridge, it will take at least the first 24 hours to even start to thaw because it's still frozen. Mm. So it's not as though it's ageing in that time. It's still frozen. So I wouldn't have a problem cooking that at all. It's a big old trap, isn't it, Barb? The old howls it take to defrost <laughs> gamble. Not really. And also I'd take it out of the cryovac pack or the whatever back it's in, put it into a bowl or large container, cover it, just pop it in the fridge on the, lo- on the lower shelf, it'd be fine. Or you could just want to go and whack it in the sun for a few hours. I don't think so, Amy. I don't think so. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> We've had that 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 drama in our family before. You pull out your your turkey to um, your frozen turkey oh. for Christmas <laughs> on, on Christmas Eve. Doesn't quite make it, does no, it? No, no, it doesn't. You've got to soak it in a bucket of water, which is a big no no. But <laughs> that's true. I'm I'm pretty much thinking that that wouldn't be. Approved no, of with, no, you know, food no, safety. Never. <laughs> so, Barb, where do you stand? You Best before date, can you eat past it? Yes. Oh. Yes. You should definitely. run off into the, the hills with oh. my husband. You'd make a very happy couple. <laughs> <laughs> we are going to take this debate to our Facebook page. Come and join the conversation there. New Idea Food on Facebook. Don't be late. Food, supermarket and cooking. New Idea Foods Trolley Watch. Barb, I'm very excited about this next segment and I know you're incredibly nervous because you have no idea. <laughs> I'm very nervous. What lady. is happening? This is Barb in the hot seat. This is where I get to ask you 10 very, very random questions. What colour underwear? I'm kidding. Okay, Amy. <laughs> Here we go. Question, Barb, what, what is something that your husband cooks better than you? Gee, Amy, that's really hard because he doesn't cook. <laughs> Doesn't he? He does not cook. Why would he cook? No, he reheats. 
I leave him food and he reheats. You're a good woman, aren't you, Or even more sadly, he actually buys frozen meals for himself. So he'll get little portions for one and he heats those in the microwave for himself. He could just head into the world's biggest freezer, couldn't he, Dennis, (laughs) and just roam the aisles of the freezer with a backpack and choose, you know, whatever he wants for the next six months and and that would be it, some butter portions. (laughs) All right, question two. What is the most requested dish, the barb dish that's most requested from your friends and family? Um, It's probably tiramisu. Really? Yeah. A good tiramisu. With know, lots was... of kalua, lots of alcohol. Oh. I like them quite strong. Mm. Barb, yeah. you're our woman, are Yeah. Can't beat it. Have you ever set fire in the kitchen? Yes, I have. Yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> no, I have. Tea towels, very common. Yep. And then once back in the 80s, I had false nails <laughs> and they ends caught on fire. You're it's kidding st- me. It was a grill on the top of the uh, one of those old fashioned ovens with yeah. a little grill on the top above the little hot plate, and my nails started just bending and curling. And <laughs> that's the best thing I've ever. Oh, my were heavens. you like? <sighs> I certainly was. I certainly was. Did you ever cook with fake nails on again? <laughs> of course, yeah, but. of course. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What is one dessert that you can never say no to? Um, souffle. Oh, yeah. I love making them, but I love eating them. Um, yeah. Just don't ask your husband to make one, right, Bob? <laughs> Never. <laughs> what food can you just not stand? Like for oysters. all the money in the world, you won't oysters. eat them. Really? Yeah, I'm not an oyster person. They're very polarising. You either love them or hate them, and I've just – I wasn't brought up with them. Yeah, my brother once told my daughter that they're the snot of the sea. <laughs> She won't touch them, surprisingly. <laughs> Thanks, Jeremy. <laughs> Barb, KFC or Maccas, what's your pick? KFC. Oh, yep. right. What's your what do you what do you get? Go Barb, go. Um I like the breast and a wing. Um my husband and I used to run a chicken shop. Did you? Part time in the eighties, yes. We worked two years. With your with your fake nails. With fake nails. Over yep. your grill. Absolutely. Yep. And we actually cooked KFC. We had the machine, we had the whole caboodle in our chicken shop. And we used to make it. And then when we went home at night, those pieces left in the warming drawer had been there probably four hours. They'd go so crunchy. They were the best ever. Mm. The best wings, the best ah. really crunchy coating. Not that wobbly coating, really crunchy. The little half a wrap. <laughs> <laughs> you can't tell them the so gorgeous. <laughs> Coffee or tea? Coffee. How many? 312. No, four a day. That's all right. Yeah. I read a report the other day mm. that they reckon that, and by they I mean Oxford University, so this is some yep. quality yes. research yes. here, people, that if you have 25 coffees a day, yep. it's no different on your heart for your heart health than having five. So, Barb, wow. knock yourself out. Add a good. few more <laughs> and you'll be absolutely fine. Okay. What is your go-to slice recipe? Um, probably the chocolate caramel slice. Yeah. Who doesn't love that? Condensed milk, biscuit, chocolate. It's the best. Yeah. What's what's the secret? Because a lot of people do the layers a bit too thick or they're not even. Yes, I don't don't like a thick base. I like the base thin with more caramel, but I like thick chocolate. Do you? Yeah. That's a bit controversial. Who would you rather have around for dinner, Barb? And you can say none of the above. (laughs) Curtis Stone, 
Manu, Pete Evans, George Columbaris. Who would you rather have around for a nice candlelit dinner? Um, probably Manu. Yeah. yeah. Yes. I love the French love the French accent. Oh, uh, hello Bob. Would you It'd like be very my entertaining. Souf- would you like my souffle? <laughs> I think I no, would. Not <laughs> the only thing rising <laughs> once, is it? Oh, Bob, put it away. <laughs> Last question and my favorite question, was your mum a good cook? She loved making sweets yes. and uh, desserts yes, and that's where it finished. <laughs> she was very poor at making savoury dishes. So Talk us through your, her roast, Oh, Bar. my God. Her, her, she'd make every Monday we had the same food, of course. Every night she had the same each so week. So you had the set Monday, yes. Tuesday. Yes. Yep, yep, yep. Yep. So the leg of lamb, she'd get out the electric fry pan <laughs> because she didn't like to dirty her oven and she would fill it, fill it with lard. It's oh. about two-thirds full place the leg of lamb in it oh. and then cook it. This is about three in the afternoon for dinner at six. So for the first hour and a half it cooked away and then she turned it over of and you could see the brown line crunchy. The whole bottom had gone crunchy, turn it over and then repeat on the other side. Oh. It was like cardboard, it, basically grey. And my father would carve it wafer thin. You couldn't even cut a thick slice. It was like, I don't know what, but um, yeah. Why didn't too good on why didn't you, why didn't your mum put it in the oven, Barb? She was just a bit of a neat freak, and she didn't like mess in the oven. She <laughs> really was just had this. I've got to wipe and clean everything, so she used the oven as a warming drawer for Dad's underwear. <laughs> so she hung his socks on the racks in the oven. She'd lay his underpants in there, and once or twice we found the cat in there, seriously on the bottom Stop. shelf. Stop! It was love. Well, the door was sort of half open. The cat had got in. <laughs> Cat's thinking, oh, this is lovely and warm. Yeah. Nice little, like, seriously. You know, she made a sponge in it or a cake, but nestled never, up with ever. dad's jock. No mess. No mess. <laughs> That's mind blowing. Well, Bob, you're off the hot seat. Thanks, Amy. Out of the oven, out of where your dad's jocks <laughs> lived, and you've lived to tell the tale. <laughs> Thank you for joining us today on Trolley Watch. We have loved having you on board. Thank you, Barb. Lovely, love. Thanks, Amy. We are there's still, and I'm I'm not joking. There are still piles of chocolate, Daryl E. chocolate, and twisties in front of us. Well, I could work our way through them. Well, it's all in the matter of research, isn't it, Barb? Totally, totally. I am going to get open a bowl of wine, and we're going to finish this off. No stone unturned. If you would like to follow and subscribe us, you can go to the Apple Store or where any good podcasts are found. And don't forget to follow us at New Idea Food on Facebook and also Foodiful. Thanks, Bob. Thanks, Amy. See you soon. Bye. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.